This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Pursuing Jesus Podcast. My name is Shane Winnings, and today we're going to talk about having a critical spirit. The focus is really going to be on the Asbury revival, but this is going to be information that's helpful for any revival, any Christian movement, any worship band, any church. I want to help you understand how to discern fruits of the Spirit versus fruits of the world or of the enemy, and more importantly, I want to help you not put your foot in your mouth, because honestly, there's a lot of uh, Christians, influencers, people that have a big following, people that... Uh, I, I have had respect for, and I still do, it may be diminished in ways, but that are really putting their foot in their mouth and speaking out against a move of God. And uh, and so I want to get into that. Quickly, I want to thank you for listening, guys. We've already passed 150,000 streams. It's incredible. We're about to hit 50,000 for the year. Last year, we hit 110,000. We've almost done that, uh, half of that, in a month. So... Super incredible. The reason that we have so many streams is because you listen and because you share. So if this episode speaks to you, please share it. Um, Super exciting announcement, the Kingdom School. Maybe you've heard about it. I'm launching a Kingdom School with my nonprofit, Overcomers Incorporated, this summer. It's either in July or August. Here's a quick breakdown. Two weeks, we're going to get heavy into identity. Tons of question and answer. We're going to get into the gifts of the Spirit, heal the sick, Uh, uh, casting out demons. We'll talk about raising the dead and cleansing the lepers, but the ones we really interact with on a daily basis are healing the sick, casting out demons, and prophesying and getting words of knowledge. We're going to do tons of question and answer with that. We are also going to do activation, and we're going to go out and do outreach, and we're going to see these things. We are literally going to see miracles. Uh, I believe that because the name of Jesus is powerful. So let's do that together. Um, It's going to be a time for you to grow in your relationship with the Lord. I want to teach you how to read the Bible in ways that will bless you literally for your lifetime. Um, How to press in your relationship with God when you feel dry. How to move into a place of confidence instead of fear. Um, How to move into a place of peace instead of anxiety. It's going to be powerful. All you have to do is get yourself to Dallas. Cover your, your airfare or drive. Cover your food. I will cover lodging. We're going to try to put all of you guys up. Um, I'm looking for 50 students. We might bump it up to 75 because we're already almost 50% filled. So listen, if you're interested, please send me a DM on Instagram at shane.winnings. At shane.winnings. Send me a DM. Last announcement quickly. Um, We're still looking for partners. We had someone sign up today. That's 20. We need 100. 100 partners at $30 a month or $1 a day. So that means we need 80 more. If you want to be part of that team, go to shanewinnings.com and click give, and then please uh, DM me on Instagram because I want to include you on the monthly donor Zooms. So uh, make sure you DM me if you want to become part of our team. We've got so much going on, guys. We've got this school. We've got a tour. I'm going to be traveling a lot, preaching the gospel, um, continuing to put out content. I want to hire a videographer, an editor. 
Um, and so a lot of these things, they're, they're not paid for, you know, and uh, we need your help. All right, let's get into this. Let's talk about having a critical spirit. Having a critical spirit. Now, it's one thing to have a discussion. And I, I, I talked about this on my Instagram. Someone said, oh, what, we're not allowed to speak out. And let me, get, let me give some, some background. The reason that this episode is happening and what provoked this was that there is a, there's a move of God happening in Kentucky at Asbury University and Seminary. I went out there for myself because it was starting to make nationwide news, and I was curious to see what was happening. And if there's a big move of God, I want to be there. And I went out there and saw for myself, um, people are falling under the conviction of the Holy Spirit just because of the presence of God being so present, so tangible, so thick, without any provocation, without any call from a man, from a pulpit, people are coming under the conviction of sin, of living apathetic towards God, of not being on fire, and they are going to the altar and they're crying, weeping, repenting. Um, I've never seen anything like that. I've seen so many altar calls. I've done so many altar calls and seen massive responses but that is after a proclamation of the gospel, you know, a time of worship, and an invitation by a human. This was simply a group of people who have been worshiping God, some of them for five days straight. You know, obviously they'd leave to go sleep and come back. But this revival at the time I went was going on day six. I'm talking no breaks. And we were worshiping God for hours and hours and hours. Now, there were some gospel proclamations, you know, um, very brief that wasn't really the focus. Again, this revival broke out, and I'm calling it that. It broke out on a college campus that is a Christian campus. What makes it abnormal is not that people were worshiping God. It's that it was sustained, it was prolonged, in the fruit that it was producing. I mean, when's the last time you saw thousands and thousands of college kids funneling through one room, and many of them, and older people alike, coming under repentance uh, coming under conviction, leading to repentance, I should say, for for a sustained amount of time. I mean, that is abnormal. We don't see that a lot. And that's what I saw. I saw young and old alike at the altar crying over their sins, over just not living uh, complete, sold-out lives for God, wanting more of God, wanting to be on fire. I mean, it was incredible, and it was simply because we were worshiping God, we were extolling Him, we were exhorting Him, we were loving on Him, and His presence came so heavy that everyone in the room was very aware that He was there, and it was causing their heart to do something. That is what was abnormal to me, because we don't see that a lot. A lot of times there is a great message, and it pricks the heart because you have words put to you know, things going on in your life. People are saying things that are convicting. They're literally telling you if you're in sin, come, you know, come repent. And people respond to that. There was no altar call at, at some of these times, and people were just going forward because God was the one calling them to the front. And that's what I think is amazing. Um, but but what we saw on, on social media, unfortunately, was many people who they weren't starting a discussion. A discussion would be, hey, what do you guys think of what's happening at Asbury University? Has anyone gone? I would love to hear. I haven't been yet. That's how you begin a discussion. Um, they were not doing this. They were 
speaking from a critical spirit, and it was under the guise of caution. And so people would say things like, well, I don't know what's going on at Asbury, but here's why I would be weary of it. And they would say things like, well, there's no gospel proclamation. Okay, remember, this was a meeting started by Christians. Um, They're pretty well versed in the gospel. Um, It was not some evangelistic meeting. It just is a thing that happened. Um, Another thing was they were upset at the types of songs. Or, you know, just fill in the blank. There's always something to be mad at. But they were never talking about the fruit or looking at the fruit. And that is what annoyed me the most. Because, and, and, and also, none of them had gone. Not one of these accounts of someone who was upset at what's happening at Asbury had actually gone to Asbury. And to my knowledge, they had not interviewed anyone who had gone themselves. They were just going off of posts that they had seen which is a horrible way to do any type of journalistic reporting or give a hot take on something when you have no idea what's happening. And so what would happen is they would say, well, I'm just cautioning my followers. No, here's what's happening. When you speak against something that could be God, let's just say you're not sure. If you're not sure, you shouldn't be speaking against it because what if it is God and now you are coming against a move of God That's not somewhere I want to be. If you want to avoid keeping your foot out of your mouth, then what you need to do, uh, if you want to avoid putting your foot in your mouth, if you want to keep your foot out of your mouth, what you need to do is be quiet. You need to pray for discernment, and then you need to observe. Observe what's going on. You know, look at some of the posts. Then begin to do some research, actual research. Talk to people who had gone. Maybe, wild idea, you go there yourself and you find out what's actually happening before you open your mouth or you post something on social media. Because if you post without actually looking into it, you are assuming or you're presuming a a certain motive or a certain whatever without even investigating the true fruit of the meeting. People are saying, oh, well, a real revival is marked by repentance. And I'm like, dude, when I was there, all I saw was repentance. Like, what on earth are you talking about? You have no idea. You're just saying things that make you look so stupid, and you're being ignorant. And ignorant means uninformed. So many people on social media speak out uninformed. And the problem is they have tens or hundreds of thousands of followers that are listening to them, that love them because they have built some credibility and trust. And now they're saying all these things that are just stupid. Because they don't know. They haven't been there. And it's so easy to call them out because it's like, well, I have been there and I do know what's going on and you don't. And then they find themselves like a cat in a corner and they'll either delete the post, which they should do, or they'll apologize and humble themselves or they'll be in pride and they'll justify their position. All of those guys can be totally avoided by just being quiet. Now, am I saying not to speak out against stuff? Of course not. The Bible teaches us to speak out against evil. However, the way to find out that something's evil is you have to observe it, and you have to be able to articulate what is evil. So with this Asbury revival, you would need to watch it. You'd need to do research. You'd need to go there, potentially at least talk to a couple of people who went there, not just one person. I'm sure any movement, you could find one person who loved it and one person who hated it. You need to talk to a couple of people. And you need to develop an opinion based on evidence. 
uh, and you look at the fruit. What is the fruit of this meeting? Okay, well, I'm hearing there's a lot of repentance, and all they're doing is worshiping God. There's no guest speaker. There's no lights. There's no projectors. There's no fog machines. There's no entry fee. So there's really nothing to gain from this. They're not asking people to follow them on social media. They're not trying to get blown up in the news. I, yeah, I don't, I don't see any crooked motive. I mean, guys, this is, this is easy. If, if Asbury was out there selling tickets now, uh, had QR codes, everybody follows on social media, they're trying to promote themselves. I mean, yeah, I would wonder about their motives. They're not doing any of that. They're keeping it pretty chill. I mean, their own social media team is reposting stuff that's happening. But all in all, there's no selfish indicators, no red flags here. That should be a big deal to us. Um, and people are repenting. I mean, it's it's young and old. It's a mixture of hymns and newer songs. It's all acoustic for the for what I saw. I mean, what what bone do you have to pick? There's people they're meeting in an unassuming building for hours and hours and hours on end. Now they're over a week now straight. And they're just worshiping the Lord. And sometimes there's a little bit of direction, a little guidance, a little, you know, call to action. Hey, let's pray about this. Hey, here's a, here's a gospel message. I mean, God, this is, this is an incredible move of God, in my opinion. But you see, the, the problem with having a critical spirit is if you speak out against this and you have no idea what you're talking about, Maybe you see some sideways post, and so you just share it, and you go, ah, yeah, there you go. See, it's not a good revival. It's not real. It's whatever. You are going to lead your followers astray. And maybe you're not a big poster, and you're listening to this, and you're like, how does that apply to me? You have to be very careful with what you repeat or what you echo or what you say yourself because you'll find yourself planting seeds of doubt what these people are doing is they are saying things that are discrediting a move of God and they have no evidence to back it up. But now they have planted seeds of doubt in the minds of their followers. They have created stumbling blocks that their followers now have to get over to be able to truly receive or press into what is happening at Asbury. What if there was some of their followers that wanted to go to Asbury, but now someone they respect says, I don't know, you should be wary of this. They sang a Maverick City song, so they're totally worldly, obviously. And now this person's like, well, dang, I wanted to go, but I wonder if it's genuine, and they they end up not being a part of it. All because you spouted your mouth off at some stupid thing. I'm just being totally honest. Is that okay? I mean, guys, this is so easy. I can't even believe I have to do an episode about this. It's the same thing with worship teams or movements, or churches, there's going to be, for for the most part, I mean, most people, there's going to be praises, and then there's going to be people that just hate them. And you have to look into it, and dig into it, and find out if it's true. I mean, let's look at Bethel. Bethel worship, I think, is some of the best worship. I love Bethel worship. I love the lyrics. I love what they're singing about. Um, I, 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 I've loved Bethel teaching. Now, you could quickly go online and find some hate towards Bethel. They're heretics. They believe in the prosperity gospel. They whatever. I've never heard Bill Johnson preach a prosperity message, just personally. And I've watched a lot of his sermons. I've never seen him preach, you know, if you give to us, 
you'll you'll receive more. You need to make sure you sow into our ministry so that you receive more. I haven't heard anything like that. And if you think that healing is prosperity, then we're just never going to agree because Jesus paid for that, and he did it. Um, but Jesus didn't go around telling people to give a whole bunch of money to his ministry. So in order to, like, receive something, you know. So the reason I'm talking about Bethel is because you could do a quick search and find out people that just absolutely hate them. Documentaries against them, people saying that they believe in grave soaking, which they have never taught publicly. It was like someone in the school, like, talked about it or taught it, and some kids went off and did it. I mean, you you can't control what 100% of the people do in an organization, it's all about how you respond. And what did Bill Johnson do when the grave soaking stuff came out? He made a video and he said, we don't believe in that. We don't teach that. I wouldn't teach that. Like, you know, he condemned it. Um, and so the point is, I could have easily been disheartened because when I got born again, I stumbled onto Bethel and I began to listen to a lot of their stuff. And as soon as I heard something bad, I could have ran with it. But I said, no, I'm going to do my research. I'm going to find out if this is true. My buddy went to Bethel. I said, dude, tell me about this for real. I looked up everything I could find online, and I came to the conclusion, hey, I don't, I don't think this is legit. There might be some little differences here and there. I'll chew the meat, spit out the bones, but I don't see anything theologically unsound as of this point. If I get to something like that, then I'll address it. But you could become one of those people that you don't do your research, you begin just spouting your mouth off at whatever, and you'll end up saying something that is untrue. And you'll regret it, and then you'll have to deal with that. Guys, avoid that entirely. Avoid having a critical spirit. Let me bring up one more thing as we wrap this episode up. Let's look at Maverick City. I think Maverick City is a great example of a band that you should be cautious of. Why? It's not just because of the lyrics of their music. I, I love early Maverick City, to be honest. Like The Promises, Refiner, you know. I love those songs. Man, that album was so powerful. But then as they started to progress, I just felt like, ah, this feels like more self-focused than God-focused. That was just my natural response to the worship. And then I started to look at some of the actions of the band members, specifically like Dante Bo, who I really, really loved. I loved his worship. I, I was just like, man, every time I would listen to his old stuff, like uh, it was the Father or Something album from 2017, I think. I was like, dude, I'm in the throne room listening to this. And then as things progressed and looking at stuff on social media, I was like, yeah, this just feels worldly now. It just doesn't feel right. And then things begin to come out. And then we began to see more stuff, and then Maverick City was blending more and more with the world, and then they had uh, Sean, um, he's the guy, the activist who stirs up just so much, Sean King. They had him like leading a devotional before they performed one day, and I was like, that's a red flag. And just so on and so on, and now you can see where Maverick City's at. It's To me, it's not a healthy place, and they're really... They're mixing with culture too much. I think there's a ton of red flags there. And so I would be weary of getting involved with them. I wouldn't go to any of their concerts personally. Um, any of their new music, I would just be weary of because the further they've come, the more worldly they seem to have gotten, which would me lead me to believe some of their worship is probably getting worldly as well. 
Um, but now if a worship team was singing some Maverick City song, I wouldn't be like, oh, they're singing Maverick City. Like they're totally worldly. That is someone singing someone else's song. They might be totally innocent. They might be totally naive to it. They might have no idea the direction Maverick City's heading. They just might really love the worship song. Um, and so with stuff like that, we have to be careful, guys. We can't just slam everyone because we, you know, we get triggered by something. We need to do our research. We can't be quick to assume people's motives. Guys, I've watched a lot of people assume motives on social media and they end up having to backtrack. Honestly, I've had a lot of people assume my motives and I respond to a lot of comments. I think that people think once, you know, you have a lot of followers, you stop looking at comments. No, I look at almost every comment. I see them. And when I see something that's wild, I'll respond to it. And I can't tell you how many times people have apologized to me in the comments or they'll delete their comment and DM me and be like, I'm sorry, I was wrong. Guys, I have had so many people apologize to me, not because I'm perfect, because they jumped the gun. They said something stupid. They said something uninformed, ignorantly, when they could have just waited or they could have just asked a question instead of assuming. And when I come back with evidence or facts, um, they look awful silly. And so... Guys, avoid putting your foot in your mouth. Listen, you never have to do it again. Don't assume anything. Make sure you have good evidence. Make sure that you can back up what you're saying. And guess what? You're not always going to be right. You might have all the evidence in the world and you'll put it out there and someone will give you a reason that you're wrong. And it'll be legit. And you know what you say? You say, sorry. You say, hey, I had all this evidence. It looked like my position was correct, but I see now that I'm wrong. And I just want to tell everyone I'm sorry. My heart was totally pure. I didn't just make an assumption. I really thought I dove into this thing, but now I'm finding out some more information. And so I just want to say that I'm sorry. That is what an adult with integrity does. That's what a Christian does. And that's what we should do. Amen? Come on, let's not have critical spirits. Listen, we've been praying for revival for so long, and we're finally starting to see major moves of God happening. Let's not be people that put a damper on that. Like, let's not be people that that rain on the, the parade, so to speak. It's like we're finally seeing outbreak in colleges among the youth, and then people have the audacity to be like, oh, that's not a move of God. It's just emotionalism. You know, my friend Dave Englehart, I'll wrap up with this. He said, listen, oftentimes a major encounter with God will be emotional. So don't be worried about being caught up in emotion. I, and he compared it to this. This was so beautiful. When I saw my, when I met my wife, I was emotional. When I saw her walking down the aisle at our wedding, I burst into tears. When my son was born, I burst into tears. Things that are very touching are emotional as well. And emotions are not a bad thing. They're just horrible leaders. And so if people are crying and weeping and rejoicing and laughing and all this stuff because they're encountering God, that's because um, they are really encountering God. If you really experience God, you will cry at times. You will laugh at times. You, I mean, he, it's God. We're not supposed to robotically approach God and be like, Father, thank you for everything you have blessed me with. In Jesus' name, oh, there you are. I feel your presence, Lord. Thank you for coming upon me right now with your presence and filling me with such confidence to go forth and proclaim your word in the name of Jesus. Amen. This is soldier winnings in the army of God reporting for duty. Like that, who is that? 
<laughs> that is not Christianity, dude. I can't tell you how many times I've just been wrecked by the presence of God. So along with having a critical spirit, um, maybe, maybe you should get in touch with some emotions if people crying triggers you. If people jumping around triggers you, you know, maybe they were bound for their whole life and now they're free and you're hating on them because they're jumping around crazy. Guess what? When you truly understand your identity in Christ, you'll want to jump around too because we all deserve hell and he made us free by killing his own son. I mean, that's pretty insane. Have you ever really just sat and thought about that? You don't deserve anything. Neither do I, but he gave us everything. And that wasn't enough for him. He put a spirit inside of us, and he wants to use us to crush hell every day. If you really think about that, you'll start to freak out. And I want to freak out right now as well. Like, guys, this thing, this is real. Christianity is awesome. Following the Lord is awesome. And people are encountering God, some of them for the first time. They've never experienced God in the way they're experiencing him. They're tangibly encountering God, and they're reacting outwardly. And people are going, oh, it's just emotionalism. Like, dude, just shut up. Like, let people enjoy the presence of God. Amen? Gosh, I need to wrap it up here. I'm just going to go off. I'm going to go pray. Hey, love you guys. Listen, if this helped you at all, share it. Tag me on Instagram. Take a screenshot. Copy the link. Send it to some friends and family. Let's help each other keep our foot out of our mouth. Amen?